Welcome to the Real God, Real People podcast. Here, we keep it real. How do you face the challenges in your Christian walk? How do I face the challenges in my Christian walk? That's what we talk about here on Real God, Real People. Today, we will be talking with Pastor Karsten Lutz. He is the pastor of the International Christian Fellowship, Oberrussel, Germany. Okay. Hello, Pastor Karsten. Hi, Blessing. Hi. <laughs> It's so nice to have you. How are you doing, Pastor Karsten? <laughs> I'm doing very well. Enjoying oh. this late uh, summer, early fall weather with the sun. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, of course. Aren't we all glad to have some sun, Pastor Karsten? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was really taken, uh, you know, into your, your sermon on lament. Mm, yeah. So I, yeah. So I thought, well, I think other people would um, would be very interested in hearing more about this. <laughs> so um, yeah, thank you so much, Pastor Karsten, for being here. My pleasure. Okay. So before we start, yeah, can you please tell us about you and ministry? Um, because right now you are the pastor of ICF in, in, in Frankfurt. Mm-hmm. So. So how did it all begin with you and ministry, Pastor Karsten? Well, um, it's kind of a longer story. I've been in ministry for over 15 years, uh, full-time as a, as a pastor. Um, I can't really tell the whole story. I don't think we have time for that. But in summary, uh, mm-hmm. my grandfather was a pastor. My father was a pastor. My brother's a pastor. And we all kind of share this calling to pastoral ministry. So ministry is really something I've done ever since I was a kid or been involved in, in some level. Um, That's just kind of what our family did. Oh, yeah. Wow. Thank you. Wow. So now, how did it feel growing up as a pastor's son? Did you feel any pressure? Um, Yeah, I didn't have the typical pastor's kid experience because my dad worked mainly as a missionary. Mm. And, and then he worked for an organization. So I didn't, um, you know, have that type of church setting where everybody was looking at you on Sundays and wondering why you weren't dressed properly or whatever. Yeah. So um, there wasn't an expectation or pressure for me to pursue uh, ministry. So I didn't feel that fishbowl experience that a lot of pastor's kids feel. Oh, wow. I guess you, you must have felt excited about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's why I chose to be a pastor. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> All right. So what, what encouraged you the most about your dad, Pastor Karsten? <laughs> yeah, well, he was a remarkable man. And as you know, he, he passed away about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess what really impressed me most about him was that his faith was so consistent. Um, he was this man of integrity. So the same person I saw at home was the same guy preaching sermons in the pulpit. So when he preached, there was a consistency with his character that, that really made an impression on me. Um, and, and he loved people. He could Mm. relate to them on their level. It didn't matter if they were presidents of countries or a beggar on the street. Um, he had a heart for everybody. And so I guess the biggest encouragement from my father was that, his love for Jesus was greater than anything else in his life. And, and that he lived that. And I saw that. And I think that made a big impression on me and encouraged me. 
Oh, amen. Praise yeah. the Lord, Karsten. Mm -hmm. Wow, what a testimony. Yeah. And, you know, I just pray and hope that we can still have such people today in the ministry. Yeah, amen. Praise mm -hmm. Amen. Praise the Lord, Karsten. Now, um, you had mentioned in your sermon, now let's get to, to your sermon, that, okay. most, that most Christians live in denial of suffering. Please, could you elaborate on that a bit, please? Yeah, I think that's something I noticed a lot as a pastor, that, that people tend to sort, sort of bounce from one extreme to another. On mm. one hand, I think most people tend to think of suffering as something very distant and far off, mm. almost like we know about it in theory, but it's going to happen, but to other people, not, not, not to us. And so mm. I think a lot of people live most of their life in a denial about mm. it. And, and because of this, when suffering does come, which it does, it will to everyone, yeah. Yeah. Th they'll bounce immediately to the other extreme, which is then despair. And, yeah. and that's where I think the biblical concept of lament can really help Christians prepare and walk through suffering when it comes. Oh, wow. Mm. Prepare and walk through suffering. Pastor Carson, that's really heavy. Mm. You know, I know for me, when something happens that I don't like, the, the moment it happens, I just start getting angry. And the first question that comes to mind for me is, but I'm a Christian. Why mm. should this happen? You know, mm. this denial, it's very real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. But thank you so much for that, um, mm. that, for that comment, Pastor Carsten. We have to prepare for it because it does happen. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, what are some of the things that lament do for us as Christians, Pastor Carsten? Well, I, I think... Well, like you said, when something happens, you get angry or you, you get upset. And, and lament is a way to address those feelings in a, in a godly way. So it's really the Bible's way to grieve. It's, it's a prayer language. Um, so in, in the simplest form, it's just bringing your grievances to God. So it, it keeps us from bouncing from those two extremes. Yes. And in lament, you said you get angry. It's, it's okay to be honest about your feelings and your suffering. Um, mm -hmm. And lament gives a Christian space to do mm. that uh, with God. So we can be sad, we can be upset, we can be confused, even angry uh, with, with God or at God. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but it's also on, honest about who we're speaking to, right? We're speaking to God. Mm -hmm. so, so lament also always has these characteristics of God in view as we vent our feelings. So we, we hear a lot in the laments of, in the Bible of God's sovereignty. That he's yeah. in control. He's over the events. He sees the bigger picture. Um, we see his goodness, right? He means good for us. He's working for our good in the midst of, of this. We, we have to walk in faith in that truth. Yes. And we know that he's faithful, right? He has his promises that ultimately... He's going to rescue us. He's going to restore us and renew us so we can trust him. So lament is kind of that healthy way to confront our sadness on one hand, mm -hmm. but at the same time, release those emotions into God's good hands. Oh, amen. Thank mm. you, Pastor Karsten. Now, from the text you preached from in Nehemiah, yeah. we saw how he mourned and fasted because of what happened with his people. Yeah. Now, what are other ways of, of observing lament? Mm. Well, obviously prayer and fasting, I, th I think, are key. And those mm -hmm. are almost natural to people that are sad and, mm -hmm. and, and grieving. 
And it, it really depends on the individual. Um, mm -hmm. it, it could be your appearance. You know, some people would wear black or in the Bible, we read about people wearing ash and sackcloth. Mm -hmm. um, it could be about not sleeping at night because your, your bed is filled with tears, as David says. Mm -hmm. So there, there are a lot of ways to lament. Um, Job lamented with his friends, right? They all just sat on the floor and discussed and philosophized. Uh, David withdrew to, to lonely places. Uh, Jesus prayed with uh, James, uh, James, John, and, and Peter, his closest friends. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, and Moses went to worship. He worshiped when he was lamenting. So, so there's a lot of ways that we can lament. It, it covers the whole human experience, really. Um, but, but prayer and fasting are what we find in Scripture quite often. Oh, thank you so much. After we have gone through this process, fasting and, and maybe mourning and losing sleep, Pastor Karsten, what do we get out of lament as Christians? What is the end result for us? Yeah, that's a good question because lament isn't just about venting and expressing your feelings. Um, mm. And it's also not just saying one prayer and then pretending everything's okay. But mm -hmm. to, to really lament, it's, it, it takes you through a process that in the end will lead you to a place of, of trust and rest for your soul. And so, mm. you know, we know Nehemiah, he, he did this for four months, right? Yes. And when David lost his, his son, um, it was also months of, of mourning and grieving. So there's mm -hmm. not really a set time for lament, but, but there is a move a forward movement or a progress so that we don't get stuck in our despair and in our emotions. Mm -hmm. And yes. Yeah. And we see often the laments have a form um, when, when we look at a lament. So some, some good laments in the Bible are, are uh, Psalm 13 mm -hmm. or Psalm six. Yeah. Um, Psalm 42 or Psalm 44, these are all laments and, and they, they kind of follow a process or a form. And it always begins with addressing God. So hmm. addressing his character and who he is that, oh Lord, the mighty one of heaven, oh sovereign Lord, maker of heaven and earth, um, oh Lord, who's close to the brokenhearted. So, yeah. so it begins with this way of talking to God. Who are you talking to? Uh, and then it moves to our complaint where we get real about our emotions, where we get real about our sin, where we, we talk about um, the, the problem that we're facing. And interesting is often combined with confession of sin mm -hmm. because lament recognizes that God's not, not the, the responsible person for, for evil and suffering, but mm. our sin is the, the, the cause behind suffering. Uh, not Maybe you're not suffering in, uh, because of an individual sin, but in general, the fall of mm. man and the fall of Adam and Eve is, is the root of all suffering. Um, yes. And so it deals a lot with the acknowledgement that this world is not how it should be. Um, mm. And then after that, the, the lament will move on to, to making your, your simple request. You know, mm -hmm. oh, Lord, take away my suffering. Oh, Lord, heal mm -hmm. me. Oh, Lord, uh, heal this person that we, we are praying for. And yeah. that's when you can just ask God for help. How, and I don't think there's any 
prohibition on what you can ask God. It doesn't mean he'll answer it, but you can always ask him anything. Yes. And, and the final part of lament that's interesting is that they often end with the word of trust or, or worship. Um, that that they leave in this place of Lord, despite my situation, I will still praise you in the morning. And mm. those are beautiful things. And that's that's the goal. That's that's where the goal of lament leads you to to place your rest and trust in the Lord. Amen, Pastor Karsten. I mean, I got all those points, but you know, the one that stood out to me the most mm. is the part of confession of sins, mm. where we where we have to not blame God for, for our predicament mm. and blame it on the fall of man. That is very powerful. Mm. Sometimes we really do that. You know, when we are faced with problems, we just, you know, blame God for, for what's going on in our lives. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I would, I would like to ask a, a, a personal question, Pastor Karsten. Mm. Do you, do you have a testimony? I mean, have you gone through this process of lament in your life at one point or the other? Yeah, um, I think most most recently was when my my father passed away, and mm -hmm. he had a very aggressive um, cancer, pancreatic cancer, and those that know that it's um, very aggressive and quick. And really, we lamented together. Um, I had. The, the, the opportunity to go and visit him three times in the, the nine months between his diagnosis and his death. And mm. each of those visits was, was a time of lament together um, where we, we, we grieved and, and we mourned and, and we asked for the Lord to heal him. Um, and we worshiped together. And I just remember a long times crying and praying with my dad, but also laughing and, and enjoying the salvation that we have in Jesus Christ and the hope that we have. So that those that was a season of lament before he died. And, and when he died, I think it made it much easier for me to release him into the Lord's hands and, and to 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 mourn his that he was missing. And that was a whole nother season of lament. But but that was one thing I'll always take with me is that we lamented together. And that was that was meaningful for me. Oh, all right. Now you said lamenting and having hope. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a great word, Pastor Karsten. Yeah. Yeah. Even though we we lament and we cry and we are in despair, we need to remember that we have hope. That's right. We have a God, a God who cares about us. Mm. Now, you know, I, I would like to ask, please, for from you for a word of prayer or encouragement for anyone who might be in that place of lament right now, who is wondering that maybe. God has for, forgotten him or her. Mm. Please, please, please could, you, could you give a word of encouragement or, or prayer for this person? Yeah, I, let's, let's pray. And I thought we could pray uh, Psalm 42 and, mm -hmm. and go through a lament together. So wherever you are, uh, if you're suffering today, even if you're um, just having unexpected sadness or depression or grieving or unmet expectations in life let's let's take that to the lord together so i'll, I'll begin by reading the first part of psalm 42 and then we'll walk through the psalm in prayer okay psalm 42 reads as the deer pants for streams of water so my soul pants for you my god my soul thirsts for god for the living god where can i go and meet with god my tears have been my food day and night. 
While people say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. Lord, I just want to lift up those that are suffering now. And as David calls out to God, the living God, he calls them, the present God, the God who meets with us. I just want to offer this word of, of prayer for those that are suffering, that, that we worship a God that is close to us, that is near to us, that is mighty and is over you and has you in his hands. And no matter what you're walking through in this time, he knows your situation better than anyone else. And he is with you and he has not abandoned you and he has not forgotten you. And then we read in verse five, why my soul are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him and my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon, from the Mount of Mizar, deep calls to deep, and the roar of your waterfalls, all the waves and breakers have swept over me. By day, the Lord directs his love. At night, his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. Amen. Lord, we we walk with those that are suffering. And Lord, David talks about those that are downcast or disturbed or swept over by life or sinking. And Lord, I, I want to lift up those that right now might be feeling that way, uh, mm. that might be downcast. And Lord, I ask that they would bring their emotions to you now, their their frustrations, their anger, their sadness, their their loss, their feeling of injustice. Lord, I pray that that they can bring these before you in just a a moment right now, that they Mm. can express their sadness uh, before you. Yes, Lord. Mm. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Carson. Amen to that prayer, Pastor Carson. Thank you so much for, you know, taking our time out of your busy schedule to be here with me today, Pastor Carson. (laughs) It's really great. I have also learned a lot again, even though I have listened to that sermon over and over. (laughs) And uh, yeah, and and if you are out there and you would love to listen to this sermon, you could go to um, icf-frankfurt.com. We have the sermon there and other sermons as well. So Pastor Carson, before you go, please, um, I have a a short game that we could play before you go. Is that okay? Sure. All right. So I have um, I have a, I have some questions. One to ten. Okay. Please, could you choose any from one to ten? Any number. Any number. I'll choose seven. Seven. Oh, that that's pretty easy. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> Please quote your favorite Bible verse. Um. Okay. <laughs> it's Acts twenty twenty four. Okay. I do not account my life of any value, nor as mm. precious to myself, if only I may finish my course in the ministry that I receive from the Lord to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Amen. Amen. <laughs> thank you so much, Pastor Carsten. All right. Thank you. And, um, it was fun. <laughs> I'm, I'm very sure that I will be um, you know, coming to you once again. Anytime. <laughs> All right. Have a blessed day. All right. You too, blessing. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, well, well. Wasn't that awesome? 
lamenting God's way, knowing God deeper through sorrow and suffering. I pray we will see God's will even in our lowest moments. It was nice having you listen to us. I remain your host, Blessing Obada. Please don't forget to share the podcast to friends and family. It's real God, real people coming your way again soon.